Welcome to the Daily DDT Podcast, part of the Fan Sided Podcast Network. Here's your host, Jaden Becker. Rain can't stop WrestleMania's parade. I'm Jaden Becker, and this is the Daily DDT Podcast. You can catch this podcast on all your favorite platforms for your morning drive, lunch break, or whatever you need your wrestling fix. Make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts so you never miss an episode. And remember, you can ask your smart device to play the Daily DDT Podcast. If you like content like this, check out our writers at DailyDDT.com. And if you want to hear more from me, give me a follow on Twitter and Instagram at Jaden Becker. TV. Last night was WrestleMania 37, night one. Last night I was able to enjoy it with my family. We ordered some uh, crab legs and shrimp and some lobster tail. And oh yeah, we ate right. We ate right for WrestleMania. Make sure we all know that. Uh, we, we, held, we held this event to a high standard. No oh boy, did it deliver. Did this WrestleMania deliver? And when I say rain can't stop and nothing can stop and nothing could, was able to stop this WrestleMania, I'm so happy that the WWE was able to push through for a night one of WrestleMania 37. I know a lot of people were scared, a lot of people were fearful that it wasn't going to be able to happen because of this rain, even though there was an awning over the ring. Obviously, the whole selling point of this event was the fan experience being there and the rain was an issue in the beginning, but did they push through and push through they did and causing something... A lot more amazing than what uh, the night could have just been with just the matches. It was so much more special than what anyone could have expected. So, an awesome start. We're going to get right into our show review for last night's WrestleMania 37 Night 1. But first, let us thank our sponsor, Manscaped, who's the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. They obsess over their technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide. Manscaped has created the best ball hair trimmer ever, the Lawnmower 3.0. Their third-generation trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin-safe technology. I now feel confident shaving my boys. We have an exclusive offer for my listeners, 20% off, plus free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at Manscaped.com. That is FANSIDED20, all caps, at Manscaped.com. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. WrestleMania 37, night one, Vince McMahon opens the show, thanks the audience for sticking with uh, the WWE throughout the pandemic, he gives the classic, welcome to WrestleMania, and then, beautiful enough to make a man cry, Uh, the whole card I believe was there, I saw Jinder Mahal, I saw Bailey. I saw people that, you know, that weren't obviously not on the WrestleMania card, but they were all there, standing on the top of the entrance ramp on a beautiful set, for WrestleMania 37, had the pirate ship in perfect display in the background, but it was raining a little bit, and that rain also led with lightning and thunder, so that meant that um, WrestleMania had to be put on pause for about 35 minutes, about so from 8 o'clock to 8:35. WrestleMania was put on pause, but obviously the show must go on. So what did they do? Promos to fill the time. Great promos from Kevin Owens and Drew McIntyre. Pretty much talking smack for uh, <laughs> the first 30 minutes of WrestleMania, which I think a lot of people appreciated. Uh, I read a couple of tweets out there saying that this is the most pro wrestling WWE has done uh, since uh, they, they changed over to sports entertainment. So I thought that was hilarious. And 
it forced people to get some courage, go up, go up on that microphone, no script. Hey, this is it. This is why you're a professional wrestler. You're able to cut these great promos. Let's see you do it. No script, no time to prepare. This is it. Showtime. Camera's on you. Go ahead. And in the beginning, it was a little rough, I think, especially with uh, Sarah Schwarber and uh, uh, Kevin... Patrick, they you know, both had a tough time because they're, they're they're just winging it off the top of their heads and they're just going at it. And uh, sometimes I feel like that needs to be fixed as well. But uh, I thought that they did a great job filling time. You know, there's nothing you can do in this situation. And as a fan, what am I going to give it a lower rating because there was rain? No. What am I going to do? Yell? Yeah. Who am I going to yell at? Vince? Oh, Vince, you got to stop the rain there. You got to you got to stop it. No, there's nothing you could do there. It's rain. But. The WWE pushed through. They pushed through. They didn't give up. They didn't roll over. They pushed through, and they were able to put on a fantastic show. Also, you got to remember, it's 2021. It's 2020, 2021. There's going to be problems. This is the world we're living in now. You know, nothing's ever going to be perfect anymore. So, I just come to accept it that, you know, there's going to be problems in life. There's going to be problems when, when you try to put on a massive show, especially, you know, 25,000 fans in attendance. is one thing you can't control, which WWE loves to have the epitome of having great control over everything. One thing Vince can't control is the weather. So you can't control it there. But, hey, there's nothing you can do, but they push through. They push through. Uh, after 35 minutes, Titus O'Neil and Hulk Hogan, uh, they introduced the show. Uh, I, I write in my notes here, uh, quote, we want this first entrance to be special, and then dot, 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 Titus O'Neil. So Titus O'Neil was the first entrance in front of live fans uh, in 2021, which I thought was kind of kind of funny. Oh, no, it wasn't for a match, and he didn't even get a full entrance. He just got like a half entrance for him to walk out onto the top of the stage. Uh, the, and then um, Hulk Hogan gets his own entrance as well. Some boos from Hogan, as you would expect, uh, but uh, the crowd is hype you know they're trying to get the crowd as hype as possible and especially after the, the rain delay you got to get them up again once once again uh, i thought this was a little, a little cringy but i was just ready to get the show started let's get things rolling i i couldn't be more excited for wrestlemania at that time and oh boy was i right drew mcintyre versus bobby lashley for the wwe championship to open the show of course i, I talked about this in the predictions episode that this was going to be the show opener which makes the most sense i know it might sound a little weird Jaden, you're putting the wwe on champ championship on first yeah you put it on first because you're gonna get the biggest pop from the crowd right in the beginning people are ready to watch people have been but uh, chomping at the bit to finally watch pro wrestling in front of them and, and in such a grand stage like WrestleMania for such a long time, about uh, what they say, a year, a month, and a day. They <laughs> say that's how long it's been. And they finally get it. Drew McIntyre, the one to enter first. And uh, awesome entrances from both McIntyre and Bobby Lashley. I got emotional when they went to the hard cam, funny enough. Not during their entrance, when they went to the hard cam. So when they're both standing in the ring, they go to the hard cam and you see the crowd of people there. We haven't seen that from any promotion, any brand, in, in how long? You know, we haven't seen it from AEW from the hard cam standpoint. We haven't seen it from Impact, obviously. We haven't seen it from NXT UK and any of these shows. We haven't seen it. This is the first time we've seen it in, in a year, a month, and a day. And it, it, it's emotional to see that this is what professional wrestling is actually supposed to look like. You know, I've been I've been covering pro wrestling now for since uh, the middle of the pandemic, getting myself back into the whole pro wrestling vibe and and, and from a journalistic standpoint, from a covering standpoint, uh, I got myself back into it. And it, what amazing way to remember, like, hey, this is kind of what pro wrestling is supposed to look like with fans right there giving you their immediate reaction right there in front of you. There's no questions being asked. 
list uh, anymore. It's like, oh, is this guy good? Is this guy not good? No, there they are right there. I want to say I did hear some McIntyre boos. I want to say I did, but I'm going to ignore that and say that I didn't hear it because I refuse to listen to those people. McIntyre deserves nothing but praise. I don't care what anybody says. He has carried Raw and the WWE through the pandemic era, and I don't care if it's oh they're they're putting him down our throats. We've been watching pro wrestling and and they're shoving him down our throats. Drew McIntyre, why is he the guy? He's earned it in every way, shape, or form. You could argue that Cena didn't earn it. That's a fair argument. You can hear that Roman Reigns didn't earn it. That's also a fair argument. But Drew McIntyre, this guy has earned it amongst anybody else on that on that card and 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 that locker room as a whole. So McIntyre is definitely deserving more than more than ever. Uh, back and forth early on until McIntyre is tossed outside. Lashley calling for the crowd and getting boos, which is fantastic. That's exactly what you want if he's calling for the crowd and getting that boo reaction. That's it. That's what we've been waiting for. These boo reactions. We've been waiting for them. We're getting them here. Honestly, watching this match, I, I, I had a tough time taking notes here because I was too transfixed on, on the match itself. And I also kind of got like vertigo, if you will, because he's so used to the Thunderdome screams, right? So... I'm watching these matches and my, my depth perception was kind of off. I had to take a lean back a little bit of my seat. I'm like, whoa, what's going on? Because it, the camera angles, I wouldn't say that the camera angles were different. It's just the camera angles were uh, jarring in a way, given that like I feel like I see thousands and thousands of people, which I did. So I'm like, holy wow, well, this is a little much. I'm get, I have to get a little used to this again. And uh, which was great to see, you know, great to see all these people. But it took me a match to adjust. A uh, match full of physical reverses and strikes. Uh, wrestling is so much better with fans. I have here in my notes. It, it's, it's just the emotion of all of this. Is why we watch pro wrestling because of fans and the emotion of all of it going through this match. Finally, having fans having the immediate reaction and not the vacuum pops that are thrown in because of the Thunderdome. Everything feels more genuine in this case. And I absolutely loved it. Lashley kicks out of three Future Shock DDTs. McIntyre with a huge dive, dive to the outside. I think he hit his junk on the top rope. He didn't clear it completely, which is hilarious. But uh, he still he made it over and landed onto Bobby Lashley. Good Undertaker hop over the top rope. McIntyre using the Kimura to his advantage. I know I talked about uh, when I used to write. When I used to be a writer, I used to talk about how McIntyre needs a submission move. I thought he was going to get that at Extreme Rules versus Dolph Ziggler. If they made that a submission match, McIntyre would find a submission of his own to use throughout the rest of his career. But hasn't found it yet. Maybe it's the Kimura. Maybe not. McIntyre passes out of the hurt lock and loses after getting distracted before a Claymore kick by MVP. So McIntyre loses this match. A little disappointed in the ending, but easily easily one of my favorite i wouldn't say my favorite matches of the year but one of my favorite moments of the year of seeing that hard cam seeing the two competitors in the ring the lighting being a little different obviously because we're no longer in a production studio we're in what is a, what a wrestling event should look like and with the fans in attendance the fans in the in the front section right there that you're able to see and everyone there excited to watch it was one of my favorite moments of the year in a moment, I don't think I'll forget for a very long time because we've been waiting so long to have fans back in attendance, and then they delivered. They definitely delivered in this WrestleMania. I couldn't be more happy to be a pro wrestling fan at this time because we're watching history and we're watching moments that we're not going to forget for a very, very long time. We see how amazing these Tampa Bay fans were during the WrestleMania. Imagine when they head back to New York City. Imagine when they start heading back out to Canada. Imagine when they start heading over to the UK. Imagine when... They start doing their tours around the United States once again. 
I'm couldn't be more excited. Imagine when they start heading back to Chicago. This is gonna be great. This is gonna be great. There's gonna be fans chomping at the bit to be there at these events and cheering their hearts out for the next few months. I can only imagine what these ratings are gonna look like for WrestleMania because it looks so so different. Moving on to our next match, a tag team turmoil match. Uh, this match, the winner of this one will head over to WrestleMania Night 2 to take on Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler for the WWE Women's Tag Team Championships. Uh, I've been talking bad about this women's tag team division, and even on this match, I wouldn't say was up there with a ton of other matches on this on this uh, show. It was still a pretty good match. I'm not going to deny that. Carmella and Billy Kay start off with Lana and Naomi and pick up the win with Carmella assisted uh, on the pinfall to move on. Riot Squad enter next. A senton onto Billy Kay moves them on the Riot Squad to, and onto Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke. Rose falls on her way to the ring. Of course, the the ramp on the way to the ring of the entrance ramp was a little slippery because of the rain. I believe that she was the one of two people to fall. I think Styles didn't fall completely, but he tripped a little bit. Uh, Rose fell. She took a bump on her on her backside. And uh, if that was Nia Jax, you know, she would, that would have been a whole, uh, you know, whole, whole segment, you know, if you will. Uh, but uh, big, big bump there for Mandy Rose. But I think also as well, after the 30 minutes worth of rain and everything being wet, I think a lot of people just let loose, all, all the talent let loose, saying, you know what, let's just put on a show. Let's just do it. Nothing to be worried about. Why are we nervous? Let's just do it. And I think they just went for it. Yeah, and, you know, everyone's having a good time. Everyone's having fun. And everyone had fun. It was I'm telling you, this is one of the best shows WWE has put on quite some time. We'll talk about that more after the break. Uh, Rose falls on, on her way to the ring. Morgan pins Dana Brooke to move on. Announcer Era say that the Riot Squad lose, but they actually do pick up the win going into the next segment of the Tag Team Turmoil match. Tamina and Natalia enter. Tamina enters with a big splash on the top rope in homage to Jimmy Super, 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 Superfly Snooker. Uh, to win and move on to night two. I called this and I, I got my prediction correct on this one. The only prediction that I got wrong was the opening match of uh, Lashley versus McIntyre. I had McIntyre in that one, but no, it went to Lashley. Everything else I was able to get correct, so I uh, don't mean to spoil anything for anybody else, but that that's just the way the cookie crumbles. I tweeted about it last night as well. Uh, decent match. I thought this one was pretty good. I don't know if it's just me excited because there's fans there, or and if this one was in the Thunderdome, it would have been a little worse. But uh, this this match got elevated for me because of the fans, and I think that they told a good story with the Riot Squad. A lot of people were upset that the Riot Squad didn't get the win here, but there's time and time again the Riot Squad has been disrespected. So it's nothing. It's nothing new. It's nothing new. The Riot Squad has continually been disrespected, and you know, happy to be there, Liv Morgan, and right, and continuously disrespected Ruby Riot. It's just, it's that is just their life, you know. That is just how it's been for so, so long. So, I have uh, Tamina and Natalia going on to win the tag team championships in the next uh, match. Well, tonight's uh, episode of not sorry, the tonight's um, show for WrestleMania. So, I have that there. We'll see what what uh, unfolds for WrestleMania Night Two. But decent match between um for the tag team turmoil. Good to see everybody there, and uh, I love Billy Kay. I hope to see her more on screen as well. Next match, Seth Rollins versus Cesaro. New theme for Seth Rollins. Uh, a little bit more of the burn it down type stuff. And uh, he has wearing these tights that are very reminiscent of the Obama Yes We Can uh, picture that is on his tights, obviously, with his face, of course. Uh, and, uh, you know, coming up with the idea of uh, he's running for president or running for office or something like that. So I thought that was really nice. 
Uh, Cesaro, not with a great entrance, but his match, oh, so more than delivered than his entrance. Uh, Seth Rollins having that nice entrance, of course, to make sure that he has his moment as well, which he has continuous moments, but deservingly so. Cesaro struggling early on, but finding his openings. Ten swings into a sharpshooter, by, but Rollins uh, is able to reach the ropes. We're going to see more swings in the future, of course. A corkscrew splash by Rollins, and a neutralizer is kicked out by Rollins. Uh, corkscrew splash was fantastic. Uh, we've seen him do some crazy stuff, some crazy flips from the top rope. Uh, corkscrew splash, I think, was a little bit more conservative in Rollins' sense. I think the ropes were still a little bit slippery from the rain, but he was still able to execute that move. A UFO swing from Cesaro. I, I read my no my notes here. Look, mom, no hands. As he was had, uh, as if you had someone up for the attitude adjustment. Oh, I believe it was a uh, for in inverted sense. She has someone up for a torture rack, if you will, and Cesaro. Just spinning around and around and around with his hands extended out with uh, Rollins pretty much propped up on Cesaro's shoulder as Rollins is, is being flung around the ring, uh, which was fantastic, beautiful spot. That's a WrestleMania moment right there. That's an NFT. I'll call it that. That's an NFT. That's a WrestleMania moment. And then 23 swings into a neutralizer. If you actually count, I think it was 20. If you actually con consider the, the one spot in the ring where it's him passing around like a clock. They, I, you know, the the fans went a little bit too fast counting. I think it was twenty, but I'll give it twenty three. I won't break. I won't break uh, kayfabe there. Don't don't say nothing. Twenty three swings into a neutralizer. Cesaro wins in a match with fantastic spots, earning him his WrestleMania moment. If this match didn't have the great spots like the corkscrew, the UFO swing, the twenty three swings, the neutralizer, the look look mom no hands type of stuff, this wouldn't have been as good for Cesaro. But it had everything. It had everything he could have ever wanted in a singles WrestleMania match. It had it all right there for him in a sense of you have great spots in the match that people remember this match for, and he picked up the victory. Obviously, this match wasn't for a title or anything like that. It was a grudge match, but it was exactly what Seth Rollins wanted to deliver, a match with fantastic spots, a match that would make Cesaro look greater than life, and now as he heads further throughout this year, Cesaro is going to be a force for title contention, hopefully for the either Universal or WWE Championship further on down the line, which a lot of people would love to see, and I would love to see as well. He put on, he did exactly what he had to do in this WrestleMania. He had to put on a show, and a show was definitely, definitely put on in this match. No lulls in this one. He was able to go above and beyond, which I love to see. We're going to take a quick break and go into the back end of WrestleMania Night 1, and I get to talk about some fantastic matches, New Day and uh, go, going to take on Omos and AJ Styles, Shane McMahon versus Braun Strowman, and the Miz, Miz and Morrison versus Bad Bunny and Damian Priest, which, whew, what a match that was. And of course, the main event, Bianca Belair versus Sasha Banks for the SmackDown Women's Championship. So stick with us right here on the Daily DDT Podcast. Welcome back to the Daily DDT Podcast. Once again, I am Jaden Becker. You can catch me on Twitter and Instagram at Jaden Becker TV. We're going to get right into the second half of night one here for WrestleMania 37. And what a fantastic, fantastic night one it was. Moving on to our next match. The New Day taking on Omos and AJ Styles for the Raw Tag Team Championships. I feel the power, Big E, as Big E has his match on night two. He was able to come out for night one and do the aww, people at home, all that stuff like that, or aww, Tampa Bay in this case. 
uh, given the fact that there was people in the stadium for WrestleMania, so that was a, a difference there. And they saying that they're the 11-time champs, which is awesome as well. Having that moment back for WrestleMania, perfect, perfect timing in a perfect spot. Great execution there by Biggie and the WWE. Almost barely wearing any ring gear in this one. When he took off his pea coat, he was wearing a shirtless, a sleeveless shirt with like buttons going down the middle, and it was stretchy, so he's able to perform in that. And also was wearing a pants, or dress pants, or jeans, or dark jeans, whatever it was, uh, with his name on his back pocket. So it wasn't like he was he was fully out like wearing like a tights or anything like that. But he did. He wasn't also either wearing. Uh, you know, full-on suit, like how he usually wears, so it's a little bit different. Uh, New Day effectively, as they, they said in the match, and I put in quotes there, New Day effectively cutting the ring in half with great tag team wrestlings, with Styles being dominated, of course. Omos is finally tagged in, and as expected, he's a killer in the ring. Styles physically telling Omos what to do throughout the match, making sense, as uh, I love this match so much because it... This was a great excuse to get Omos in the ring. And even though he's not going to be the genius technical wizard, you know, that's not his. He's supposed to be the giant. And with the relationship that Styles and Omos have grown over months and months and months, that it made so much sense for Styles to physically tell Omos what to do in the ring. He's like, yeah, go get him now. Now go get him. Keep on doing that, Omos. You know, every single time he was telling him what to do, which in my head was was really, really smart to have this relationship build up for so long that it makes sense for Styles to keep continue to tell Omos what to do. Omos and Styles win after a huge slam from Omos and then at the end of the match AJ Styles physically telling Omos, "Omos, one foot." And Omos places one foot on the chest of I believe Xavier Woods for the pinfall. I know this breaks my rule and it's going to break my rule later tonight as well. I know this breaks my rule of how tag team wrestling should work in a sense of the the established tag team should beat the either less established or brand new tag team at all times. This was the first time AJ Styles and Omos have tag team together. So by my rule, it should mean that New Day should win a thousand times out of a thousand times. But this makes perfect sense, Omos and AJ Styles. This is the perfect reason to break the rule. You're trying to get Omos over as anyone else should deserve to be over, given how well he has be, been built up. That it makes perfect sense to me. It makes perfect sense to me that this is a great time to break that rule. A good time to break that rule is not on a random episode of Raw where you pair up two people to take on, like you're pairing up, uh, who was it? Daniel Bryan and, and someone else or King Corbin and someone else uh, to get into the Elimination Chamber match to beat the Miz and Morrison and that made no sense to me then that made no sense to me then to, to pair up two people to beat uh, the tag team champions at the time no it makes more sense now to do it on the grandest stage of Wrestlemania not for a qualifying match for an actual tag team championship match with a person like Omos who you, who the WWE has been trying to get over and continue to try to get over in a fantastic way uh, I know once again this breaks my rule but it was well worth breaking this is a special moment for Omos and AJ Styles for all the hard work they put in getting to this point getting Omos as over as ever Moving on to our next match, Shane McMahon versus Braun Strowman in a steel cage match. I'm not going to deny that the build to this match was really, really bad. This build, The build to this match was really bad. But this match, in a bubble, Shane McMahon versus Braun Strowman, 
It was really good. It was really, really good. Elias and Jackson Riker attack Strowman prior to the match with a steel chair. As the match starts, McMahon uses a chair of his own. McMahon using a piece of sheet metal from the top of the steel cage to attack Strowman as well. Uh, uh, the leg from Strowman uh, gives out as he can't power slam Shane McMahon early on in the match. Coast to coast for McMahon. McMahon really being the dominant force as Strowman was beat up early on. Elias and Riker trying to pull McMahon out of the cage as Strowman starts to wake up. And Strowman is able to stop that by running into the cage itself. Knocking down Elias and Riker and knocking uh, McMahon back into the ring. As... Once again, McMahon tries to escape. He actually McMahon finds himself on the other side of the steel cage, climbing down, and then Strowman grabs the hand of McMahon uh, as he is waving goodbye to him, or saying "but but but Braun" and all the stuff that you know, the stuff that we didn't like. But Strowman grabs the hand of McMahon, stopping him from reaching the ground through the cage. The Strowman then, in a spot of all spots, rips the steel cage from its hinges and pulls. McMahon back into the ring, not from over top, but literally physically through the steel cage. A fantastic spot that got a lot of pops from when I had discussions after this match with a couple friends that barely even watched pro wrestling. Got a huge pops out of them, uh, given the fact that they've never seen anything like that. They know what a steel cage match kind of looks like, but they've never really seen someone dismantle a steel cage like that. Strowman throws McMahon off the top of the steel cage onto the ring. Wow. Shane McMahon, you can't be taking bumps like that, man. I know I know I told you to go take a bump off of the uh the top of the uh or at least not from the top of from the actual pirate ship, but that was all in jokes and fun. I, for him to take a, a huge bump from the top of the uh steel cage, that was huge and uh, very surprising, but I knew he was going to do something crazy at least from that standpoint. But he did take a huge bump. The match ends after a running power slam from Strowman to pick up the win. Fantastic match. Fantastic match with fantastic spots. That's an NFT right there. You're ripping apart the the actual steel cage to bring back Shane McMahon. Uh, yes, was there some be a star moments in here where you know, Strowman was like, "This is for everyone that has been never been called stupid before." You know, yes, there there was moments like that, but it was a kind of a feel good moment in a way to see Braun Strowman get a win in that sense where he did look dominant. He didn't. He he looked like a dominant force in surprising spots. Uh, especially with McMahon being thrown off the top of the steel cage. I loved it. I loved it. I know the build to this match wasn't good, but this match was good. And I feel like that made up for the build in a way. And I could block that out of my mind for a little bit, given the fact that this match delivered in every way, shape, or form. There was nothing to this match that really turned me away in any sense. Everything about it was fantastic. So good on the WWE, good on Braun, and good on McMahon. Uh, I'm, I will remember the build in my the back of my head. But I'm not going to knock him for it, given the fact that the match was so good. Moving on to our next match. And I laugh because, on paper, this match isn't supposed to be good. But it was really good. <laughs> Miz and Morrison versus Bad Bunny and Damian Priest. Bunnies all around for Miz and Morrison's entrance. That was pretty bad. Uh, the entrance for Miz and Morrison was pretty bad. That is probably the only bad thing about this night on WrestleMania. The only bad thing about the whole WrestleMania, night one, was Miz and Morrison's entrance. So if that's the only bad thing about this WrestleMania, night one so far, this is an absolute success. Absolute success. 
Oh man, I am I am still dumbfounded. Bad Bunny makes his entrance. He might have made his entrance on Becky Lynch's truck. I couldn't get a good enough look at it. I feel like it looked pretty similar to Becky Lynch's truck. I could be wrong, but it was a fantastic entrance from Bad Bunny. They made him look like an absolute superstar, not only in his entrance, but throughout the match. Great pro pyro. I love him so much. They, 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 he, he embodies what it means. I'm going to get into Bad Bunny a little bit, but he embodies what it means to be a celebrity fan. Bad Bunny comes ready to wrestle. Strong strikes from Bad Bunny, and he's actually wrestling. And I write in my notes here, who taught him all this in the in the performance center? Because they deserve a pay raise. Hurricanrana from Bad Bunny. And I write in my notes here, I've seen it all. Bad Bunny was pulling out all the stops. He'd pull out the Hurricanrana. He was taking some good bumps. He he was thrown into the ropes. And he was able to, he sold everything to the best of his ability as if it was it was, you know, He's not brand new to professional wrestling. He's been watching it for years. So he understands the business. He understands the idea of what pro wrestling is supposed to look like. And he was living the absolute dream as if it was one of us living the dream in wrestling in a match at, at, at WrestleMania. Bunny loses control with Priest stuck on the apron. Priest enters on a hot tag and a priest with a huge dive to the outside. And then, of course, Bad Bunny with a dive to the outside of his own. And then the move to end all moves... A Puerto Rican destroyer, Canadian destroyer, whatever you want to call it, destroyer on the outside from Bad Bunny. Can you believe that? We just saw a destroyer in the WWE. When was the last time we saw a destroyer in the WWE? I thought that was banned. I thought that was banned. What was going on here? What's going on here? That destroyer will forever beat out any destroyer in my book, and I know it's the person that's receiving the move that is the one physically doing the move, but the fact that they put the faith in Bad Bunny to protect Morrison's neck in this sense, I'm dumbfounded. You know, forget Omega, forget Penta, forget anyone on the Young Bucks, forget all these AEW guys that be performing this destroyer every other move, right? This was it for me. Bad Bunny's destroyer. Next level. Uh, Bunny with a huge crossbody to pick up the win. My jaw was on the floor. Match of the night. Everything, everything, everything. As I write that, match of the night. And I don't, I don't think I'm wrong by saying that. Because what was our expectations coming into that match? Bad Bunny's going to sit on the corner as Damian Priest does all the work. Bad Bunny enters, cleans up the pieces, does a fun little thing here or there. And that's it. No! Complete opposite! The literal opposite! Bad Bunny was the one that did all the heavy lifting in this match as Damian Priest pretty much got the night off on the apron. Damian Priest came in, cleaned up all the stuff that Bad Bunny left, looked nice on the hot tag, and that's it. I've read another tweet, you know, WrestleMania tweets, stuff like that, how great uh, internet culture is with pro wrestling and on Twitter, especially during a night like WrestleMania. Tag team wrestling didn't exist until Bad Bunny and and Omos stepped on the scene. Forget the Young Bucks. Forget FTR. Forget any of the tag teams in AEW. I'm here for WWE tag teams right now, man. I My jaw was on the floor at the end of this match. Bad Bunny has officially set the new standard for what it means to be a celebrity in the WWE. Forget Every single WWE Celebrity Hall of Famer that's in that wing, besides a few names that also stand on the level as Bad Bunny, maybe like the Lawrence Taylor of the world, the Dennis Rodmans of the world that actually got in the ring and competed and put on a decent show. Bad Bunny has beat them, in my, in my heart, I think has beat them. I have to look back at that Lawrence Taylor match to get my full thought on it. 
But poof, Bad Bunny stealing the show, stealing the show. Who'd have thought Bad Bunny would steal the show? He, he, he no, he, no one deserves to be a Hall of Famer in the WWE Celebrity Wing more than Bad Bunny does. He stole the show. Absolute next level talent of something that I would never expect to say about Bad Bunny. He was on the Grammys. He was on Saturday Night Live. He carried the flag for WWE throughout the pandemic. You were all hating on him, hating on Bad Bunny, saying like, oh, he's taking up a spot from someone that could be on that WrestleMania card. Well, he took up that spot, ate it up, spit it out right into your face, letting you know that Bad Bunny is here and not to play no games, Bad Bunny. He is here to live his dream of being a professional wrestler, and he put on a great showing, a great showing. Good for Bad Bunny. Oh, I, I can't say enough great things about that guy. Oh, I, I don't even know what to say. I'm head over heels for Bad Bunny. All right, moving on to our main event for WrestleMania Night 1, Bianca Belair versus Sasha Banks for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Both emotional as the bell rings. Bianca Belair, one, trying to hold back tears, and two, just crying right in the middle of the ring, which I don't blame her for. I'm surprised we didn't see that more throughout the night as almost Sasha Banks having to, like, hype her up in the ring. It's like, you, you ready? Like, are you ready? <laughs> like, this is it. This is showtime. And Bianca Belair almost head over heels in a sense of, uh, of emotion. And I would be emotional too. You, a year, a month, and a day where you haven't had fans in attendance, and she's finally getting her WrestleMania moment. Not only that, but also on the main event of WrestleMania in a historic moment as well. As Michael Cole mentioned, the first black female uh, main event, or honestly, first black female uh, huge match that we've seen in a pay per view ever for the WWE in quite some time. And uh, this is the first black main event, uh, no matter gender. Uh, between uh, two black athletes in the WWE for a pay-per-view since, I believe, SummerSlam or Survivor Series of 2001 between The Rock and Booker T. So, great to see it on such a grand stage and both very emotional. And uh, it's the seventh time I almost cried throughout WrestleMania last night because that's how emotional it was. A dive by Banks to the outside, caught by Belair, hoisted and thrown back into the ring. Banks using the hair of Belair to try and gain control, but fails. Amazing strength from Belair in this one. Banks lifts the knees to stop a 450 splash from Bianca Belair. A great visual of Banks frustrated as she can't put Belair away. A 450 splash by Belair once again, but Banks is resilient. Even though Belair did connect, she does kick out. Belair whips Banks with her hair, and the sound echoes across Raymond James Stadium. A mark is left on Banks' side. A KOD kiss of death by Belair to pick up the win. A fantastic, beautiful moment for Belair in front of a wet but excited 25,000 fans. Belair's dad almost so excited he almost fell over the barricade that was you know the, the front barricade. Belair's dad almost physically fell over it, and the the, <laughs> the security guard was like, "Oh, you're all right." He's like, "Yeah," going insane. I loved this match. Congrats to Bianca Belair having a McIntyre-esque run, winning the Royal Rumble, then going on to win the main event of WrestleMania. Even though it was night one, doesn't matter to me. I think. The fans in this case were enjoying it as if it was the main event of WrestleMania. She deserved this moment more than anybody else on this card. Uh, what a fantastic, fantastic 
moment for her to enjoy in front of her family. You see how emotionally invested she is in this business. And it's not like she's just here to play around. She's here to win. And she has she has finally won. She has beat Sasha Banks. Sasha Banks still has not had a win at WrestleMania. I'm glad that she didn't get a, a, a win here against Banks. Because this Banks was this moment was set up and made for her. It was lob it up in the air. And let's hit a home run. And WWE sure hit a home run with it. Final grade for WrestleMania. Night one. A. A. I'm going with an A. I I, I want to save my A+. Plus. That's why. I want to save my A+, plus for something that, like, I, I don't think can be topped. But I, I'm, it's an A leaning towards an A+, plus because this WrestleMania was so good. <laughs> it was so good. Every match delivered on a level that I didn't think it could physically deliver on. Every match was told in a, from a perfect storytelling standpoint. I'm not knocking the, the I'm not saying that the the knocking the rain delay in my grading here, but also I think it kind of helps in the sense where it sort of built up the anticipation even more, given that we've been waiting a year, a month, and a day and 30 minutes because we had to wait for uh, the rain to go away, and the rain could not rain on WrestleMania 37's parade. Uh, the only knocks I really have against this show as a whole was Titus O'Neil and Hulk Hogan in the beginning, and Miz and Morrison's entrance. Everything else, every single thing else, every match hit on another level that I didn't expect these matches to hit on. I I can't be more excited for night two. Think about it. We have a whole other night of this tonight. We have a whole other night of WrestleMania. So I'm giving this an A. Night one, I'm giving this an A. I'm hoping to give at least WrestleMania Night Two a B plus, so this WrestleMania can at least end on an A and A minus. But Night WrestleMania Night One, th WrestleMania Thirty Seven Night One is probably the best show uh, WWE has put on in probably the last five years. Easily, easily in my heart, easily in the last five years. And does it have to? Is, is there a lot coming into play here? Is this the first time you have fans in attendance? Yes. Is it, is it a WrestleMania? Yes. Is it a pretty decent card? Yes. But with all that being considered, it, the fan reaction was great. I think everyone was invested in every way, shape, or form. The storytelling was fantastic. This is this is probably the best I've seen WWE in quite some time. Is it going to help them out in the ratings? I'm not sure. I'm not sure if it's going to help WWE out in the ratings, given that it was a pay-per-view and there's not like any returning name value like The Rock that's going to boost the ratings or anything like that. But, in my heart, from the... WWE took up from all... The whole pandemic era of pro wrestling, in this sense, and, and half of it at least from, from night one, and put it into and without adding anything extra besides Bad Bunny, and which is uh, considered a part of pandemic era wrestling. Given that he wasn't just here for WrestleMania, he's been here since the Royal Rumble. They put it all together, and without adding anything extra, throwing it at us at WrestleMania, booking it perfectly, and, and we we all come out beneficiaries for it. I couldn't be more happy with the WWE at this moment. I know we've given them a lot of of hate, and I go to bat for them a lot. But I think they put on a fantastic show. I think they put on a fantastic show. A huge A. Huge A. Then let's see what's going to happen tonight. As in our next episode here on the Daily DDT Podcast, I'm going to be talking about WrestleMania Night 2. And once again, I'm hoping to give it a grade of, of an A- minus or a B plus to try and get this in, in an A because uh, I'm really hoping that this delivers. 
on another level. But no rain stopping WWE's parade. And I, I don't think rain is even in the forecast for Tampa Bay. Uh, but, you know, it does roll in fast. We, we do know that. Rain does roll in fast. And lightning does roll in fast in Tampa Bay. If you're a Buccaneers fan and if you're a fantasy football fan and you have Mike Evans or Chris Godwin, you know for a fact that that rain and lightning does roll in fast. So definitely fun to see. And you know, I'm excited for night two. Uh, I'm still dumbfounded at how amazing that this WrestleMania night one was. So uh, I can't be more excited and continue to have your excitement as fans. I want to see you on Twitter. Uh, at me at Jaden Becker TV. Uh, I want to see you on Twitter. I want to see your excitement. I want to see your emotion. I want to see it all. Leave it all out there. Make sure you get something good to eat for tonight. Uh, I'm trying to figure out what, what tonight's meal is going to look like for me. I think we're, we're doing some homemade special spaghetti and meatballs. Something I've been missing as, as I've been up in college. My mom makes that good, so we all know how that rolls. You got to get mama's love in there, of course. Of course. So that's all for me. Remember to get 20% off and free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. That is 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com using the code FANSIDED20. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. You can catch this podcast on all your favorite providers. Make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts so you never miss an episode. And remember, you can ask your smart device to play the Daily DDT Podcast. If you like content like this, check out our writers at dailyddt.com. And if you want to hear more from me, give me a follow on Twitter and Instagram at JadenBeckerTV. I'll see you tomorrow with another episode of the Daily DDT Podcast.